beautiful people. I'm Heat, host of Ordinary Chaos, where we explore the interesting side of ordinary. We often see famous people as interesting and not famous people as not interesting, but the truth is we're all interesting if you ask the right questions. Today's guest is what I call the person next door, a regular person whose daily life might look something like our own. Everyone's path is interesting and today's guest is no exception. Let's get to it. And our person next door today is Leanne Donegan. Leanne might be my longest standing friend. We don't say oldest friend because <laughs> we're the same age. Um, but we've been friends since first grade. And I'm super excited to have her here with us today. And Leanne loves tea, which I'm also excited about. Tell us about tea, Leanne. Tea. Well, I love tea. Today I have my new favorite is a seasonal blend from Trader Joe's that has all of the pumpkin spices in it, which is just out of this world. I have to see if it's one of those things that they keep on the shelf past the season because they turn stuff over there so quickly, but I would love to drink this year round. So this is my new favorite. I've been way into the pumpkin spice this season, but I drink tea for all kinds of reasons. I love hot drinks and I don't like the taste of coffee. It's because it's nasty. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) I can taste it in anything. People have said, try mochas, try this concoction, that concoction. I'm like, nope, there's coffee in it. Even alcohol. There's If there's enough sugar and cream, it's fine. If it's an alcoholic drink, mostly, there's millions of stuff that can mask the coffee in that. It's nothing that like any kind of cream or sugar could mask in a hot cup. Agreed. I just, it's bitter and yuck. I've always liked tea and I started getting into, well, I started getting more into health in my 40s and herbal teas. There's a lot of things that they can do for you that I feel like a medication or something could maybe do a better job at. But if all you need is like a little bit of stomach ease or something, have some ginger tea. Like don't take a Prilosec, maybe have some ginger tea first and see if that helps. Or, you know, if you're talking about your cycle as a woman, you can have some raspberry or raspberry? Raspberry leaf. Raspberry leaf tea. Yeah. And there's all kinds of things that tea can do for you. So I've gotten into the health benefits of tea the last couple of years, but I really do love the flavor. And I sometimes really just want warm food or warm drinks. I don't even like ice water. I like lukewarm water. Isn't that funny? Like it's too cold. My husband chews on ice and I'm like, oh, it's so cold. So when I can, I say no ice in restaurants. And I sometimes will get water from our cold refrigerator filtered spout and put it in the microwave and warm warm it up. up. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I miss being at a job where I can get the hot water because usually if I would get a cup of water at work, I would do half cold, half hot, and I would drink warm water all day. Interesting. Um, So I like tea. Tea is yummy. Tea is delicious. Tea is not just morning. Tea is not just night, but a good chamomile at night is, I mean, I start the morning with it most days and I end the night with it most days. Nice. And maybe a cup or two in between. Do you use bag tea or loose tea or both? I do bags. Loose tea is a bridge further than I want to 
do. It's just time. And when the little contents of the pouch gets in my tea, I kind of find it disgusting. So I just sort of don't risk that on a regular basis because I feel like there's much more chance of that happening if I'm dealing with little loose teeth. So yeah, it's just a lot easier to keep them in the bag. Just dip the bags in when I'm done with the bag, just put them in the trash. Nice. But I, I keep the bag in for most things. I keep the bag in the tea the whole time I'm drinking it. I don't really take the tea bag out. I don't do caffeine. Once in a great while, I will have some black tea uh, with lemon and honey. It's delicious. I'm an herbal tea girl mostly. Nice. I would guess since you don't like cold drinks that you don't drink iced tea. No, plain, plain black tea, cold. It's just really flavorless to me. And it could be the same thing, warm, but I will enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because I just learned over the summer how to make cold brewed tea. It's just tea bags and water in the sun. Is that like sun tea or... But that's still warm brew because it's in the sun. Oh, I see. But you can take tea and stick it in water and put it in the fridge. Okay. And then you take it out and you have tea. Like I had no idea it would work that way. And it tastes different than hot brewed tea cooled down with ice. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like how long do you leave the bags in when you put it in the fridge? The whole time? Or do you take them out before it's... Yeah. No, I leave them in and I think what I read said at least a couple hours, but I would put it in and just leave it and then the next day pull it out. Gotcha. You can just as well sit it on like the kitchen counter too, right? Like just put the bags in water and sit it if you want it lukewarm. Yeah. I I would assume so. I've not tried it because I don't want lukewarm tea, but. (laughs) (laughs) I will try and report back. (laughs) <laughs> well, I assume if it brews hot and it brews cold, then yeah. it should brew lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing, but I've not tried it either, but we'll see. Nice. Maybe. So yeah, tea is yummy and tea comes in all different flavors, more flavors than coffee. Yeah. I didn't do a study on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have facts, but that's just my walking through the tea aisle and walking through the coffee aisle. Well, there's so many things that you can blend together. Yeah. To make different tea flavors. Although, I don't know. Could you do ginger turmeric coffee? You probably could, but I imagine it would be nasty. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you add enough cream or sugar, (laughs) I feel like most people do that to coffee. I don't know. Do do you? Oh, you don't drink it, but I don't drink drink it black. It's probably gross. Uh, My husband drinks coffee, but he just drinks it black. He doesn't like any of the flavored coffees. Okay. So I'll ask him about ginger turmeric coffee and see what he says <laughs> see what he says <laughs> tell him i'll send him some i'll find it i'll make it i'll grind well, we it have up. ginger and turmeric here so hmm. it'd be easy enough well there you go there you go you could figure that one out yes all right because i make tea out of those two yeah using your spices mm-hmm. do, you, do you make your own loose tea we just put them in tea well i use loose tea but for ginger tea I'll grate a piece of ginger. You will. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. And just put it in water? Yeah. Boil it in water for about five minutes. You can chop it up and put it in, but it works better if it's grated because the pieces are smaller surface area and all that. Gotcha. Mathy stuff. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Do you do it a lot? Fits and spurts. Okay. Like I'll get in a period where I'm like, I want ginger tea and I'll drink it every day for 
two or three weeks, yes. and then I'm ready not to have any ginger tea for a while. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do the same. Nice. That's fun. Yeah, I maybe someday I'll grate my own ginger and put it in. Right now, I just buy the bags. That's all good. Yeah. Axe work. Yeah. 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 Easy. So my first question for you today is, what would your younger self be surprised about your current self? What would my younger self tell me? You know what? Just chill out a bit. Just chill the frig out. And it's funny. I just left my folks' house. And there's things that you realize, I think, especially the 40s. And I didn't want to tell you how old I was, but you already know this, but I didn't want to tell these people listening, but you said we're the same age in the beginning. So we'll just (laughs) catch out of the bag. Uh, Not that I really care, but you know, that I guess you start to realize why you are the way you are. And I have better vision, you know, 2020 hindsight, right? So I can figure things out like, oh, I always thought it was weird that I was this way, but now I look at the big picture of my life then, and that makes sense to me. So I feel like I had weird pressures on myself that were just completely unnecessary because you just figure stuff out and it's more fun if you just let loose and just go where you're called or you feel. Yeah. So I think I'd say chill out and whatever do what you want, do what you like, follow your own path a little bit more and figuring that you need to do something more prescribed. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think a lot of us feel that. Yeah. I mean, I did do some amount of that. I've certainly done my share of, you know, things that only I wanted to do, but I do really feel like, and maybe it's where we grew up that like, it was very homogeneous and you did this at this stage and you did this at this stage. And and so I just kind of did feel like there were these expectations. Oh, I'm doing this now. Okay. And then I can see next year I will do this. And yes, to sort of break free of that, which I guess is some of the awesomeness of the world. Now you're a little bit freer to be whoever you want um, without intense judgment, depending what that is and where you are and right. you know the family you come from and all of that but there's a little bit more acceptance for just outside the box although i will say i don't think in Haddon township there was acceptance for a whole lot of unique or different and maybe that's not changed but i, I you know it was probably a product of like my personal life and this bigger community that i was a part of yes what, talking know? about the homogeneity of it it was spot on yeah, you didn't know people doing really. I, you just you had a box, you had a box, and you were in it. And especially how we grew up, we were in the same community our entire lives, the same locked-in homogeneous thing. And there's some beauty in that. Like everybody knows everybody; they know your family and stuff like that. But who you are can't vary that much because the acceptance scale is, you know, you just, you feel like you're in a box and you're going to be in that box for the rest of your existence in this community. And so I don't know that I totally had all these thoughts then, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And like, you know, raising my daughter now, my husband's like, well, I mean, she's just started kindergarten. She's like, he's like, we can't move. She's in school. I said, who 
says we can't move? You know, <laughs> like you can do that. People do. People yes. do. You know, we're not looking to do that, but I think that kind of would be awesome for her to be like, okay, here I am in a new place. How do I make this work? Because you're going to do that a million times in your adult life. I hope you, you know? do. Oh my yeah. goodness. Though we yeah. both know people who haven't. Yeah. And I'm down the road, but I feel like it's a big difference. And I left and came back. But yeah. Oh, you've been all yeah. kinds of places. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done other stuff and I've returned, but there's no way I was returning there. <laughs> <laughs> I never re- really even thought I'd be this close, but it works out. I got my own little life and it's not far from far where I've started, I guess. Yeah. 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 Some days not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with the internet, nowhere is far enough some days. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, that's what my younger self, right? That was a question. That's what my younger self would tell my older self. It's close enough to the question. It was a good answer. Awesome. What you got? So still in the same vein, is there a piece of advice that you were given that you're glad you did not follow? Hmm. And it doesn't have to be from when you were young. You know, it could be from last week. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Let's come back to it. Okay. If we can do that, can we skip around? Absolutely. Yes. I can't think of anything. And well, and there may not be anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. It's possible. Yeah. We'll come back to that later. Okay. We'll bookmark it. Okay. So can you think of any feedback that you were given? And it may be that a person said something to you, or it may be an event that you experienced either way that permanently changed how you viewed yourself for better or for worse. Like a lot of people assume that that is a negative, like this experience crushed me, but it doesn't have to be. An experience that permanently changed how I viewed myself. Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing that I would, that was huge in my life. And I mean, it might sound trivial. It totally wasn't, but like I wanted to get out of home. I had left home, but I had come back (laughs) and I was ready to go again. I had a few friends in Boston and I got a job in Boston and I moved to Boston and I had an old college professor who helped me find a roommate, another somebody knew somebody who went to my college and blah. And then after that year was up, one of our good friends had a family member who was moving out of her apartment with her girlfriends because she was getting married. This was like my mid twenties. And so I ended up moving in to her spot with these high school girlfriends of hers. And I moved to just be so open and so friendly. And I thought I was friendly. So people would be friendly back. And I found these girls to be really unpleasant. And I don't know if it was really unpleasant to me, but, and I don't know if we came from different places and different cultures, but for some reason, I told myself that I signed this lease. I have to stick this year out. And it was horrendously painful (laughs) and awful. And I came out of it totally different. I came out of it like second guessing everything I thought about myself and my life and what I could do. And if that took, those girls took me down, like I trivialized it. 
at the time, but it was huge. It was a year spent around three people who were really, really unpleasant in my head. And so I came back home again, but I came back home like with my head down and it took me a long, long time to get back on my feet. So that experience was a real line in my life of like, okay, how do I climb out of this hole? Yeah, just nothing about that was anything that I thought it would be or could be. And I think that maybe I could have done more to change it, but I don't know three against one if that's possible. Like, I, I always think that there's something more. Like, I'm not a person who gives up, <laughs> maybe to a fault, clearly to a fault. I should have been like, you guys suck. I'm out. Find someone else. Sorry. But that's not something that you were able to do at the time. So retrospectively, yeah. you're like, I should have done that. But at the time, obviously. No, it would have been, I would have been out money. I would have been in a strange city where I only knew a couple of people. And, you know, if I had really been super vocal at the time, I probably could have found somebody I could crash with. But I just like, nope, just plow through and do that. So, yeah, it tainted that experience of moving to this new fun city. And it just sort of changed my perspective on, on the world. Cause I was like, I'd never met people who didn't really want to be met. I thought like, well, if you're nice to people, they'll be nice back, but you can be nice and people can just not be interested. And that was sort of eye opening for me, which is maybe a testament to the little bubble that we <laughs> grew up in. Like oh, people were nice. I mean, everybody was, you know, very friendly. And, uh, and I don't think anybody meant to be mean. I think we came from different places and I now see it as more cultural than whatever. And, you know, you're 25. There's a lot of crap happening. Oh, and that year, it was 2001. September 11th happened a couple months into my lease. And I was like, yeah, of course, of course the world's going to collapse now because like, I almost felt like I willed September, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous thing. But I was like, oh, I'm down and out and you're just going to push it down me down even further with all this. But yeah, that, that didn't help either. That didn't help either. And then I was in this new city and the world was falling apart and no one knew what was happening. And what was going to happen next. And yeah, I, I internalized the whole gamut of things, why it was happening. And it just was a real crappy situation that changed a lot for me, but I actually don't know that there's a silver lining to that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to try to find one, but really it was just crap. I guess I learned a lot about how to get out of crap. You know what? And I tell Annabelle now I'm really clear to tell her like good people do bad things and good people make bad decisions and you can still be a good person and do things that like, I'm, I'm trying to through her make up for the stuff that I didn't know or, you know, didn't think about at the time. But like, I just really thought that I wasn't somebody people wanted to know or like, or any of that. No, I was one person that met three people that weren't for me. That's all that was all it was like, I'm not good. I'm not good or bad. They're not good or bad. It just sort of was, and it didn't click and it royally didn't click, which royally sucked. So it's not any kind of mark on who I am, but at the time I didn't. Know that. So yeah, that was a real line in my life for quite a long time. Well, and I want to come back to, to something you said leading into that whole piece, which was about it being trivial that like living yeah. with people who you don't get along with is in no way trivial. Right. 
but I, yes, I get that. And I totally get that now. I think at the time I was just like, oh, come on, they're roommates. Like, this is, why are you making this a big deal? Like, you know, you've got a roof, you've got, like, I was going back to all the basic, basic things, knowing now that like, I sort of deserved a little bit more than a roof and a meal. Like I deserved a full life and I wasn't allowing myself to live that at the time. I was allowing myself to be quite miserable for a longer period than I'd ever been miserable. So, well, I'm not sure if it's a larger cultural American thing or if it's from our previously mentioned homogenous bubble, but there's definitely a, a strong, strong lesson of you have a roof, you have clothes, you have food, and you be thankful. And everything yeah. else, like if everything else sucks, doesn't matter and you still be grateful and you just live with yeah. what you've got. Yeah. There's children starving in Africa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There is no grace for emotional comfort. Yes, absolutely not. And that's a sign of the times too. I mean, I think, you know, it's where we're from. It's, what people were new then and were preaching then. And yeah, it was like, Hey, you got clothes, you got a roof, you've got a warm meal. What's your problem? And I get that, but you know what? Like emotional health. I have all these things that in the hierarchy of needs should be all I need but they are the most basic. Like when you have nothing, these are the first things that you need. Right. Okay. Let's not reach for the lowest rung here. Like okay, yes. you have these things. Yes. You have these things. Okay. They're things like, how can you experience life in a better way, in a more engaged way, in a, like, there is more than the basics. So that mentality was, I think how a lot of people our age grew up and, you know, I, I, I don't know that I internalized it like this, but I never got the greatest toys and I never got like, and and that's just not who we were. And I kind of like that and respect that a little bit, but I think deep down, it was always like, she has the closet full of my little ponies. Like, you know, (laughs) there's some sort of maybe, in a way, looking back, like she deserves that. And I don't like what made her parents make that decision. She must be a better person or something when it's no, that's just not what my parents did. Or a lot of people did like you got what you need and you're going to be okay. And we'll get you toys, but no, you're not getting the Barbie dream house. (laughs) And I think I was afraid to ask for the Barbie dream house. Annabelle's asking for the Barbie dream house. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy that thing on Black Friday, but damn it, she's going to get a Barbie dream house because <laughs> she's a good kid. She does most of what's asked of her and the rest is because she's five and because she's learning. And so, yeah, like you can do better than the basics. Like why are, why are we in this great community that, you know, can teach our kids great things and, you know, has the money to yeah, no one was, or very few people were like scraping pennies together to put dinner on the table. So as people, let's reach higher than just full bellies, you know? Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I just wanted to feel like she has the freedom and ability and to be who she wants and do what she wants and 
people might've said that, but kids are smart. Kids are smart. Like, I don't know that I ever really felt that, you know, definitely not. I mean, I don't even remember people saying that. Yeah. Like you can be what you want later, but Mm -hmm. right now you need to be what I want you to be. Right. It's true. And there's some of that, like I try to teach her, like, there's some times when you need to follow their directions to the letter with me or in school or whatever, but there are some times where there's wiggle room. And if you're not sure, raise your hand and ask, Hey, can I do this my way? And I might not have thought, or your teacher might not have thought there was another way. What's your way? Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead and do that. Right. Like we, I try to do a lot of that. It's a fine line. Cause I don't want her to complete freedom and think that, you know, she's queen bee of everything, but you know, yes. I just, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of choice, a little bit of freedom, give her some legs to sort of Right. Try things. Be what she wants. We've done similar here, but I've also included with that, like you can ask and some people will Mm -hmm. take kindly to the question, even if the answer is no. And some people are going to flip out because you asked and that has nothing to do with you. Yes. See, no one ever told you that either. No, they did not. It had everything to do with me. It was explicitly blamed on me. Yes. (laughs) And did people just not know that you just didn't get in that depth with your kids? Like you're fed, you're happy, you look happy and go over there, like be seen, not heard or, you know, or yes. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it was malicious. I think it's what people did. Yes. Yeah. That whole idea of, you know, people are behaving a certain way that has nothing to do with you was never even a thought no. or voiced. Yeah. Certainly not. Yeah. And as a kid, you just, you're supposed to look up to these grownups and they're supposed to know things and guide you. And yeah, there's probably sometimes where you're like, oh, I'm afraid to say anything. So it must be me or. Yes. Yeah. I feel like many of us are thriving in spite of, and not because of. Mm, Yeah. It happens. I mean, if you are, you're open enough to figure out your own way through, then you can, but if you're just like, they did it right. And that's what I'm going to do. It worked for me. Then, you know, yeah. Right. This is what they did when we were kids and we turned out fine. Actually, no, we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, define fine because I'm looking at you and, you know, I got some opinions. (laughs) 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 Right. You're never going to say that. No, but it's true. I was going to say something else that I lost, but uh, yeah, in the same vein. Oh, I was going to say you and I are in the same boat on this. I'm a few years back, but you know, doing this parenting thing older with a little bit more resources is probably, I don't really like to talk about it because I don't have anything to compare it to. So this is just normal for me, but I do think actually one of, for one of the first times in having this conversation that there's a lot of silver lining in that other than the fact that I will probably not see her live as long as some others, but who knows? I'm very healthy. So, but you know, yeah, you have a kid at 40 and it's a little bit different in a lot, a lot of ways. Yes. Most of them fabulous. Most of them fabulous. Yes. I was a little bit younger when I had rocket kid, but not young for sure. Mm -hmm. I was a much better mom at 35 than I would have been at 25, which is not to say anything against people who have kids in their twenties or even in their teens, like good for them for doing it. But I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. So I was home with her. So I was in and out of children's book things, playground, play dates, all of that. And so I interacted with 
a million moms of a million different ages. And mostly I found that it came down to who they were, not how old they were. Like some of the youngest people I connected with and some of the people closest to me, I didn't. Sure. For the most part, I found if they were, you know, in the twenties, that was a little bit hard, but we can at least have playground conversation. But beyond that, it's like, okay, I'm not there, but you know, there's exceptions. So sure. Yeah. So through all of this stuff that you've lived through, yeah. what superpowers have you developed? Oh, I think I've got a very good spidey sense for people in what they're peddling and whether I want to be involved or interested or a part of it. I think that is something that I've gotten pretty good at over the years and situations really too. Like, do I want to be here? Or whatever. I, I remember years ago, I, I kind of always had something like this, but I remember being in one or two situations with my mom, you know, early twenties ish when you're figuring this stuff out. And, uh, I was like, Oh, it smells bad in here. This just smells bad. I don't want to be here. And I remember my mom being like, I don't smell anything. <laughs> and me being like, no, that's not really what I mean. Never mind. Never mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm more forgiving with myself. Yeah. My superpower is to just be easier on myself and everyone else around me and be light and yeah. And then spot people in situations they don't want to be in. Those are fantastic superpowers. (laughs) Is there a thing that you wish people knew about you? Oh, either like strangers who you pass like in the grocery store or people you know, but perhaps there's Mm. a thing either way. I have a friend here in my neighborhood who's become a great, great friend to me. And she, she said the other day, she was like, you have such a quiet confidence. And I thought that was interesting. I do feel like she gets things that maybe a lot of people that I, you know, come across in my life don't. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting for you to say. She's like, you don't say a whole lot. But you're always thinking and you're always looking and you're always figuring stuff out quietly. So I feel like I probably encounter a lot of people and they think I'm just sweet and nice. And I feel like in that culture, in this culture, when you say that people think, oh, she just, there's not much going on up there. And one of the things I love and hate about myself is I see everything. I'm always thinking about stuff. I'd like, I don't know. I don't like it about Annabelle too. She's tremendously aware. And so it's good and bad, but yeah, I don't think people like, I don't think people understand you can do, especially in this day and age, like you can be doing a lot and not telling the world you're doing it because I'm not on social media and because I'm not broadcasting what I'm up to does not really mean I'm not up to a lot. So I think like, I, (laughs) I, I don't know why, but I've just developed this thing where I don't really curse. I say things like cheese and crackers and fudge, and I don't know why they just come out easier. So I think that sometimes people meet me and I say these things and they think like, you know, I'm in church praying every morning or something like <laughs> F no, but I just, you know, <laughs> um, I think that was a really nice thing to hear my friends say. And I think that quiet and confidence aren't two things that people put together a lot Agreed. today, because if you're not screaming it, you're not doing it. And 
I'm always up to something, whether you know about it or not. <laughs> nice. So, when yeah. what you said at the beginning of that about being sweet and nice, and then the assumption being that that's all that there is, that it's just, you know, cotton candy. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much there. Which is frustrating. Really? Yeah. That you need to yeah. be not nice to be taken seriously. We can do better than that. Yes, I agree. But I, you know, I like being nice. Yes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean I can't be like, it's not the only thing I am. But I think, yeah, when people see somebody who's not like flying off the handle and like, you know, cursing up a storm. And don't get me wrong. There's a place for curse words. Man alive. There is a place <laughs> for them. That just reminded me of a funny anecdote when Rocket Kid was doing school at home first quarter his mouse stopped working one day and I was trying to fix it and trying to fix it. It was Bluetooth, but I couldn't do anything on the computer because the mouse wasn't working. So I'm looking up ways to re-engage the mouse only using the keyboard. And it took 20 minutes or so, 10 or 15 minutes in. And he comes over and he looks, he's like, mom, um, it would be okay to curse now. I <laughs> <laughs> see. They're such smart kids. There is a they time know. and a place. <laughs> they know. They know. Well, I have, I've done it a handful of times in front of Annabelle and I don't say anything terrible. I like, but wouldn't you know what? I'm the one she chooses to repeat. Always. And <laughs> <laughs> That's the rule. Uh, well, everybody around me thought that was just hysterical. <laughs> She's <laughs> repeating you. <laughs> you curse once a day. I'm like, how is that possible when everything she but most people keep it pretty clean around her except her mother I guess from time to time it was really funny I was like oh honey you don't want to be saying well then she's starting school (laughs) saying these things in school they're not nice but they're especially not nice in school like great I'm gonna get this call that yeah her mouse isn't working at her computer and she's (laughs) laying out the profanities about it (laughs) I think she gets that though my husband has taught her some funny jokes that are not necessarily appropriate for the teacher's ears I mean they're about poop and stuff like that but like sweetie don't tell that joke at school (laughs) or don't tell that joke in front of the teacher she gets it she's like I whispered it like okay there's something to be said for learning context right Exactly. Because there are some places that this is okay and some places that this is not. And that's true forever. Yeah, you're going to have to learn that. So start now. Yeah. 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 Before you have to learn the consequences, or maybe it won't be you that learns the consequences. Some other kid's dad will tell them a joke and they'll be the ones that, you know, get sent to the principal or whatever. <laughs> to be like, oh, that's why mom and dad didn't want me to do that. But yeah, that's the hard way. But you could, so far, she's listening to us. That's good. Yeah. There's time. I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say on that one thing right now well, I'm not claiming she's listening to us overall <laughs> no so if you had to be famous for something what would you want to be famous for and it could be like super famous like everybody knows your name or like famous in a niche either way an idea a unique idea of some kind so like you, I have the ability now to sort of figure out my next direction. So I've started doing some 
freelance writing from home, which, you know, I've thought could turn into a blog. I like to cook. So maybe lifestyle blog and maybe I'll get sponsors and blah, blah, blah. So it could be something, you know, people Google me for their recipe for blah, blah, blah. So yeah, some sort of idea. I've got a lot of options, sort of. I'm just going to see where it all takes me, really. Cool. Whatever. I don't I don't know what direction I'm going, but yeah, I don't need to be on billboards. But like, oh, yeah, people search for me because I have a good recipe for blah or had something to say about whatever. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I do have a lot up here that maybe will come out through my fingers. <laughs> that will be my way of speaking. Well, when you have something out there, send me the URL. Absolutely. We'll see where this writing gig takes me and go from there. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to come back to the bookmark. Okay. Was there a piece of advice you were given that you're glad you didn't follow? Or are we sticking with, I don't know, and moving on? Advice that I didn't, I'm glad I didn't follow. Well, my dad always wanted me, me to be a lawyer. And I think I probably could have been, but I, I think I'm okay that I didn't go that direction. So that's that comes to mind first. But okay. other than that, I can't think of anything here. Okay. It's probably good not to have advice that was so bad that you're like, oh, this thing. Right. <laughs> right. If it was bad, it wasn't like life altering bad. It was just like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be doing that today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything. Do you have a question that I can ask the next person? Oh, gosh. Without knowing who your next person is? Yes. Sure. I'll give you something. What is your favorite kind of cookie? Kind of cookie? Cookie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite cookie? Cool. So my last question for you is the question that the last guest had for the next guest. Okay. Oh, geez. And it's, what's your why? What's your why? Because I deserve it because I deserve best. Um, why is these awesome people that I share my house with and I have chosen to share my life with my husband, my daughter and me, it's about the three of us. It's about the three of us and tell them they should be Oprah. Cause you're making me cry. Whoever you are guest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What's best for us. That's why. Beautiful. Best for us. Yeah. It has been so much fun talking to you today. Oh, so much fun talking to you too, Heat. Thanks for thank you for coming and being a part of the chaos. Of course, of course. For the last few minutes of today's episode, Leanne asked me questions. I think they were the type of questions she was expecting me to ask her. Questions about growing up together, life in our town as we knew it when we were kids. If this type of conversation doesn't interest you, we'll talk to you next time. Um, you could choose not to include this, but let's talk about something fun. Can I ask you sure. a question? What is your best or most favorite memory of you and me or you and me and others that we were both there for, or we both a part of? Or You know, it's funny because I don't remember a lot of details about this. But the first thing that popped into my mind was New Year's Eve at your house when we were in probably 10th grade. 
Yes, I think so. I think we played ping pong. Like hanging out in the basement at your parents' house. In the basement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there was a pretty big crew. Who do you, who, who was there? Uh, I remember Jill. I have pictures of Jill. I think it was the six pack. Um, The six pack and friends. What is your favorite elementary school memory, whether I'm in it or not? Hmm. I have a lot of good memories of the classroom economy that Mr. Daly had in fourth grade. Oh. Were you in Mr. Daly's class? I was. I was. But I have a very different memory because I was supposed to be wearing glasses in the fourth grade and I didn't like wearing them because I didn't like getting made fun of. So I couldn't see. And Mr. Daly didn't like that. I couldn't see. (laughs) 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 It was never in his good graces because I think I was always like, I can't see. I think you've got to wear your glasses. Yeah. But yes, I remember he had a whole thing where we had like a whole community of like out of cardboard yes. boxes the around storefronts and, and yeah. there was a bank and people were yeah. bankers and that rotated and mm-hmm. we could bring in stuff mm-hmm. to sell probably Friday afternoon. And I remember bringing in, right. Cause this was when you could make stuff at home and bring it to school. Right. You can't do that now, but we got popcorn kernels that were all different colors, mm-hmm. which made no difference to the popcorn except that you could kind of look in (laughs) the popped popcorn and see that the kernels had been different colors, but the popcorn was still white and it still just tasted like popcorn. But we would pop these and put them in, you know, the little sandwich bags, tie them off with twist ties. And I would bring these in and sell them for who who knows how much, how many daily dollars. Right. Oh my gosh. I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you one last question. What do you wish you had known you know now that you didn't know then that you would tell your then self? I think I would tell my then self that you're not obligated to go home. I mean, not like my kid self, because obviously a kid has to live at home. Like once I I got out of high school, Mm -hmm. like I still came home all the time that the dorm was closed until Mm -hmm. my second senior year. (laughs) (laughs) And that's partially because I was kind of lazy and I didn't like having to work Mm -hmm. to pay rent. And I think I would tell her, you know what, it's worth the time and the effort to work and have a different place to live and set boundaries and you're going to get yelled at and and that's not your fault. Mm -hmm. So like early adult heat, I think needed like little heat kind of knew what was up. Early mm-hmm. adult heat, less so, gotcha. I think, which is kind of weird. Gotcha. And you know what? I'm going to change my answer to your first question about a memory because a new one just popped up. <laughs> Are you ready for this? And I know that yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. this I, too. I, I might have the same one. Biking to my mom's house. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So I think that go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to yeah. lay the story out for listeners go if ahead. I keep this in. My grandma lived, I don't know, it was like three or four miles. It wasn't super far. But it was a big three or four miles. And how old were we when we did oh, it? I don't maybe know. Maybe junior high. Okay. 
Okay. I don't. So I, yeah, 12-ish. I don't think we were in high school. Maybe okay. we were. I don't know. 11, 10, 11, 12. Okay. So somewhere between 10 and 14. That's, that's the best I got. We had to cross, what road is that? Is that Route 130? I think so. So this road, and it's it's a freeway, and it's got three road. lanes going in each direction with a... Three lanes sausage yes. in, in each direction. I mean, I used to hate to drive that road because you have inches between you and the car next to you. And there's so, no shoulder, yeah. but there's a yes. median, a concrete median. And there's a traffic light and we have to cross the road. So there's a traffic light. Great. And we probably waited because there were cars turning or something. I don't remember all of the details, but I remember (laughs) that we start to cross the street and the light changed. So we stopped halfway (laughs) across at the median. Now, the median was not wide enough to safely conceal two kids on bicycles so there's cars whizzing by whizzing by whizzing by and we're both just terrified and the light (laughs) changed again and you just took off (laughs) and I was like you don't know where you're going you're like I don't care I don't care (laughs) I remember that I remember that I've always I've have a, a, a fear of streets and I've run across most streets so that I cross in busy places. If it looks like it's at all unsafe, just get me out of here. I just want to go. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. So I don't think I biked more than like a couple feet ahead of you and I must have stopped. But yeah. So she was like three or four miles from us, but like at our age and biking that was a lot harder than it sounds or a lot. There's a lot more involved in those particular three or four miles, like bigger roads and stuff. It's not like a route that we'd normally bike. No, not at all. And when we would bike with my family, my dad knew a back way. And so we didn't go like down Park Avenue and across 130 like you and I did. We would go some other way, but I didn't know that way. I guess I hadn't paid attention enough to (laughs) to be able to do that. Yeah, that I remember at the time being freaked out (laughs) (laughs) a lot. And I remember nothing surrounding that. Obviously, like, I don't remember exactly what age we were. I don't know why we were biking to my mom's house. I don't know what we did when we got there. I don't remember coming home. Nothing except that one. (laughs) Well, I remember her in her house. I think I was there. I mean... It must have been more than once, unless that was just a super memorable experience. Once or twice, probably. Uh, but I remember her house, and I remember what she looked like. And, yeah. you know, that's wild. A long time ago. Thanks for listening. Ordinary Chaos is written, produced, edited, and all the things by me, he. The music was created by Keith Kelly. You can find show notes and learn more about the podcast, about Keith, or about me, at OrdinaryChaosPodcast.com. As always, Ordinary Chaos is an ad-free podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to OrdinaryChaosPodcast.com, scroll down, and click Support the Podcast. So my first question for you today is, what would your younger self be surprised about your current self? Oh my goodness, he. 
<laughs> I was ready for like, do you remember the story in the fourth grade? <laughs> but what would I tell? What would my younger self tell me? 